right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome and thank you for tuning in to Leroy's Library, Bangkok Lyric Community's weekly podcast where we cover culture, community, and anything else pertaining to life on the universe and on this planet Earth. We are here today at the Baby Elephant Boutique Hotel talking to my new friends Ilana and Tamara, and I'll allow them to introduce themselves in just a second. But uh, we're, we're, we just flew in here yesterday. We're just here for a day. We tweeted out, hey, who's in CM Reef? Who wants to be interviewed and, and join our podcast? And uh, a friend, a, a great friend of Bangkok Lyrical Lunacy, Nian, forwarded us to Ilana, who invited us to the Baby Elephant Hotel. And Tamara was also at the table when we walked in, so it's a party, y'all. Um, so, Pass it over to Ilana and then to Tamara, and please, uh, why don't you just give us a little bit about yourself? What's your story? What, who, who is Ilana? What does she do? And uh, give us a little bit of insight and a bit of what life is from your perspective. Okay, so my name is Ilana. Uh, I've been working in CM Rate for two and a half years now, pushing three years even, and I co-founded a hotel called Baby Elephant. I'm really hot today. I think you could say I'm the kind of person who's feeling really overwhelmed by the hot season in Siem Reef. Feels like 38 degrees here That's right pretty, now. pretty humid out here, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, it looks like it's just about to rain. But yeah, I do media and marketing. Before moving here, I was living in Jakarta, and I worked regularly in Bangkok, so I've been in the region for quite a while now. Great, great. And how about yourself, Tamara? Uh, why don't you uh, shed a little light on who you are and tell the world? Uh. Uh, okay, I'm Tamara and I'm from London and I moved here last July, so maybe nine months now I've been in CM Reef. Um, and I came here and I met Ilana because she commissioned me to paint a mural at the Baby Elephant Hotel. So yeah, through meeting Ilana, um, I realized like there's lots of lovely people living in CM Reef with like really great businesses and things and I decided to stay and keep painting murals basically so yeah my job at the minute is painting and somehow falling into interior design all right so that's was i wouldn't say they're too uh divorced from each other i imagine there's a lot of overlap when you're doing art especially wall art and interior design yeah yeah yeah, yeah. all right well that, that's good so you you tamara are kind of just new to the neighborhood to southeast asia well, uh, not really. I've been visiting CM Reap for about five years because my brother lives here. He's oh, been okay. here seven years and he's got business and Khmer family. Okay. But I, I moved here last July. Right, so you've been dabbling. And, and so yeah. you've been, uh, you say you came from Jakarta and you've been here a few years already. You've been here three years and before in Jakarta. How long have you spent? Uh, probably about another three years too. All right. Yes. And, and before that, where were you? In um, Australia, actually. Okay, that's where you're from? Yeah. All right. And, what um, part? Brisbane, so Queensland. So I come from a similar climate. It's pretty hot in Queensland as well. Okay. Um, possibly even hotter than here sometimes. That's uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm from Miami myself, and I say, well, uh, usually Bangkok, it gets hot as well, and it's kind of hot and humid just like Miami, you know? So it's, it's kind of similar. Not so much a fish out of water, yeah. But, I'm, but where I'm from, it's a little bit cooler. Just a little bit. Um, well, so where I'm from, we're cold and zero degrees <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> Not that cold, but it feels that cold. 
Yes. So you just arrived to, well, you said you, you come, you've been visiting, and uh, you've been to Sierra Reef a few times. You have a brother here with family ties here as well. Um, what was the thing that made you make the jump? I, I think it was the weather. Even though I complain about it all the time because it's just so damn hot. But when it's so hot like this, you get that lifestyle where you can just be poolside and have cocktails. And <laughs> that's kind of like the dream, I think. And the fact that I was getting work doing what I love. Okay. And it was enough work to keep me here to earn a living to be able to stay here. And it, the decision was pretty easy. It was like London, cold weather, super expensive apartments and stuff. Okay, so or I could come here. So you came here with work lined up? Yeah. I okay. There's a Facebook page here called Expats and Locals Living in CM Reef. And it's kind of like a big sort of hub for people to connect and to find out about what's going on. And is that how you two yeah. met each other? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So actually, this is awesome. This is pretty good. So because uh, we have two sides of, of what an artist uh, needs to consider, right? Be producing the art and then finding someone to produce it for. Mm -hmm. So I think now, I, I think I kind of found an angle to take this conversation. Most of our audience is artists, uh, usually poets, musicians. So I think where we can kind of give them the most value with this conversation is to maybe talk about what that was like, uh, that first contact, what it was exactly you're looking for, and, and what it was that you saw in Tamara that was like, yeah, we need her right now to paint these walls real quick. And uh, for you, Tamara, maybe uh, shed light on that process of like, oh man, I'm, 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 I'm taking a leap from London and I'm going to Southeast Asia. Again, crazy culture, crazy different culture from what I'm used to, crazy climate, just a total juxtaposition in the opposite type of experience. Yeah. Um, so, can, I don't know, can you guys kind of talk about how your relationship began? Well, I guess it started from me deciding to, okay, I'm going to try out CM Reap, so what's the best way of doing, like, getting my work out there? And the, this Facebook page is, it's really central to the communication of people within CM Reap, I think. So and what's just, the name of the Facebook, just so they can hear it? It's just expats and locals living in CM Reap. Expats and locals living in CM Reap, y'all. Yeah. Don't sleep on that. Go find that now. <laughs> <laughs> I just went on there and I just put a link to my website and some images of my murals that I've done previously at home and just said if anyone is interested to contact me. And I got probably like 20 or 30 people interested to message me uh, saying, yeah, 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 I'd love to meet you when you get here. So, yeah, and Illy was one of the people that contacted me through Facebook. And so I came here and that's and and so uh, let me ask you, uh, can I call you Ailey? I heard you call yeah. her. It, it, yeah. All right, Ailey. Now we're seeing the closer bonds. Now we're getting in there. <laughs> all right, Ailey. So um, when 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 she put out that message, was there anything particular about her, or maybe you saw her work that that really drew your attention? Uh, yeah. So the, the baby elephant is uh, Adam and I are both. Uh, musicians and artists in previous lives as well. Oh, yeah. So the type of place that we're running is quite artistic and um, it was getting 
to the point because we had a really like rough startup period I would say like the first year of running um, Baby Elephant was really difficult but we were getting to a point where we could start to make fun decisions and make things that really um, felt like they aligned with our personal uh, brand I guess which is probably a weird way of putting things but um, yeah when Tamara advertised that she was coming to Sam Reap and I did look at her art and think it was amazing and um, it just seemed like it was basically just serendipitous. It was okay. the right time. A little bit of luck. Yeah. A little bit of good timing. Yeah. All right. And and now, uh, would when when you when you contacted Tamara and started the conversation, is there anything particularly you were looking for, or were, did you just invite her over and let creativity run wild, or what's up? <laughs> That's kind of what happened. Yeah. <laughs> I think. Um, I want, when I, if I work with an artist or creative of any type really, I really want them to, uh, for the work that they do to align with their, um, I guess, portfolio or branding or the way that they work. So I try not to push too hard in any particular direction. Um, I, yeah, like, so I keep the brief usually um, really fairly brief. conceptual. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally, it was just like colorful. Okay. <laughs> Here's the wall, use color, go. <laughs> yeah. That's what's up. And that, that must be very liberating for an artist. Cause... Yeah, great. Yeah, when you get free reign, it's like, woo. Yeah. Oh, I, I love that. <laughs> so is there, uh, is there anything that you two together or individually are currently focused on right now? So like, is there any like mission objective that, you, that you're trying to accomplish? Or again, it could be you together as part of the work here at Baby Elephant, and also you personally, it could be just personal like development or, or what have you. You just gave me an idea. Oh yeah? You should be working on something outside of this place as well. Oh my but, god, maybe we should. <laughs> but we do, yeah, Baby Elephant, well just from my perspective, is like an evolving space because a lot of what we do is very DIY. Um, we don't have a lot of capital. This is a kind of, this is a bootstrap, bootstrap yeah. startup. All right. And, um, Therefore, we do, we're sort of like chipping away at uh, each task that we want to undertake and how we want to make improvements on the place. And so um, Tamara's really integral to that kind of conversation and ongoing evolution. Uh, and at the moment, we're just trying to make like more of a garden, restaurant, lounge feel here. And she's... Um, yeah, we've got quite time. a fun project in the works. Yeah. Can you talk about it? Or? Can we? I don't know. It's, uh... <laughs> no. Okay. Do a secret. Yeah. Well, stay, stay tuned, world. Stay tuned <laughs> to the baby elephant because they got something they're cooking up. Uh, yeah, it's a little bit unique and so we want to make sure that it can actually happen before we... And that could lead to like one of the challenges of working here in CM Reef is that um, if you let ideas out of the bag too quickly, um, outside forces can conspire against you to make sure that they don't happen. Oh yeah, yeah that's that's unfortunately that's the reality of the universe, huh? You have haters in the in the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that that just goes, you know. Sometimes it's a blessing, it's a curse, but sometimes blessing because it just makes you do your thing, double down, and be the best at it. You know what I mean? And then, yeah, totally. Especially when it deals with like you know cultural output. Um, this in, in Bangkok, this can be a problem too because it's such a city and just so populated and dense that uh, you know one person does one thing and then it gets like it 
coffees everywhere else. And it happens all the time with restaurants, especially. Yeah. Like avocado on bread, and now every restaurant is selling it, you know, something like that. Um, so, yeah, it's like a new trend, and it's just like, oh, everyone's doing it. And, and, but that also, it's it's kind of flattery, right? It's like, yeah, we, we started that. Now everybody, that means you're on the right frequency, you know what I mean? So, That's true, yeah. So when you have haters, and when you have uh, copycats, that means you're doing something right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Oh, and, and is there is there anything uh, I guess uh, personally that you guys are trying to accomplish? You know, just uh, in your daily lives, any any mission that you're trying to to get done, any objective trying to trying to get completed? <laughs> I think we both have pr pretty strong missions at the moment. Like mine, I'm quite focused on trying to regain health. Because with any startup, it's very, very taxing on your personal health and um, and the stress levels get really intense. So I'm really trying to spend this year um, yeah, focused on being uh, more active, um, more mindful, um, and more, I guess, yeah, focused on positive thinking and self-care kind of stuff. Um, how about you? Um, I guess I'm more work focused. So I think my objective this year is to try and branch out into other Asian Southeast Asian cities. Okay. So Bangkok especially. Right. Yes. I would love to come to Bangkok and do some mural work there or some interiors there. Well, so in Bangkok you just show up and just go to a wall in the street and nobody works. Yeah. <laughs> you really can't. Really? Okay. That's good to know. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> like, you can just write, I'm available for projects, <laughs> and your phone number. Yeah. Call me. Yeah. Oh God, please. Um, no, so that's kind of what I'm doing. So I'm just working on my portfolio and just bulking that out, I suppose, at the minute. Um, right now it's low season here. Uh, I wasn't aware that it would affect me. So mm. the last couple of months have been pretty quiet. But as of like just a few days ago, I suddenly just had an influx of people messaging me about projects and things like that, so... Do you think there's any specific factor that drives that, like seasonality? Yeah, because businesses in low season need to really be careful with cash, basically. Mm. So, I yeah, because when I got here in July, it was just like, go, 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 go. Everyone wanted something. Everyone had the money to spend at the time because it was high season. Is it high season in July? Or it's just... It's just busier. It's busier, yeah. yeah. Right now it's super quiet. I imagine February is a really high season because you have yeah. the Chinese New Year. February's busy. Yeah, because um, I so I the reason I moved to Bangkok myself was also that I worked in travel for an airline, so we had the same problem. Some people like in February everybody's coming to Bangkok, and then in in June it's like okay, where's everybody at? Crickets. Yeah, yeah. tumbleweeds. You're like, okay. yeah. <laughs> so you have to be careful to you kind of have to hedge against that while you're doing your business in the high in the high season, so you can make it through the low season. Uh, and actually, that's like the history of humanity. Oh, winter's coming, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's so true. That's so true. Yeah, we've got to like hoard our acorns. <laughs> Let me ask you, as a marketing professional, right, is there yeah. any, any challenges that you face, um, whether it's because of the seasonality or anything, in communicating? You mentioned you're, you're trying to develop this brand for Baby Elephant. Um, wh what are some of the challenges you face in, in doing that, communicating? I imagine you have to do a lot of outward communications with people coming into. Yeah, that's Cambodia. really challenging. That's 
The challenge is that um, Siem Reap is a bucket list destination, so a lot of people only come here once in their lifetime. So the challenge is uh, to catch them on their way in. Um, and developing that incoming audience is actually really tricky, especially when there's so much noise, because um, there's a lot of competition for that, um, to catch that one person on the way in. Uh, and therefore, I think traditionally hotel brands focus a lot on um, uh, loyalty programs and trying to get people back, uh, which doesn't really work for us. We find that uh, it just drops off pretty much. Like someone might not come back for another three, four, maybe even ten years. Yeah, because you saw it. You went to Angkor Wat and it was nice, it was great, but like it was a long day and I don't know if I'll come back to do that again, right? That yeah. Yeah. experience. Yeah, and, um, that's, and that's pretty much the only reason people come here. Mm -hmm. But I think that might be changing now. Like, CM Reap's becoming more of a destination in its own right. Not not just to see the temples. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be part of like that kind of backpacker route soon enough. Yeah, well, I think. Well, what would you I say? I think it is. What would you say sets uh, CM Reap apart, aside from Angkor Wat, right? Uh, sets it apart from like pen on pen because I, I mean I, I'm telling you, I come I love I love Cambodia it's my favorite like literally my favorite place on earth and usually I come I go to pen on pen and this time around I was like let me go to see a I, I went I came I was here in February um, it was really busy um, but I was like let me let me just go again because I've been to pen I got kind of bored you know? so what what would yeah. you say sets see uh, a apart from pen on pen. Uh, it's a sleepy, tropical uh, vacation town, uh, and it is extremely good value here. So you can have amazing meals out, like the best quality in the region, really, for prices that you kind of just have to rub your eyes when you look at the menu. <laughs> I can personally say that's very true as of my last 24 hours here. <laughs> so, and there's so many opportunities just to relax here so it, it provides I, like I said just the perfect holiday destination so relaxing so affordable um, so many beautiful places to go yeah yeah, yeah and I mean uh, like one more try sorry um, like it's a really good hub for if you're going to other cities so Siem Reap Airport you can get anywhere literally within a couple of hours so to Hanoi to KL to Bangkok like further if we can get to the Philippines and stuff. So it's a good, so it's you're saying it's a hub to connect, right? Yeah. So you, you, come, you come to Siem Reap, you go to Vietnam, you come back, you hop yeah, the Philippines. Exactly. All right, that's and, and there's enough going on here for you to kind of want to come back if you're into like your food and, I don't know, it's, just, it's a place to come and, yeah, like you said, it's just a place to come and relax, basically. So so how about we, uh, we set the, argue the case for Siem Reap why, if you came here one time already, why do you need to come back? Absolutely, the next the next trip. If you're, especially if you're in Bangkok, right? Because this is who's listening. Yeah. So if you're in Bangkok, uh, you need to make your next trip to Siem Reap. And Ilian and Tamara are going to tell you why right now. <laughs> um, okay, so for me, I think it's worth coming back for because you spend three or four months away. Next time you come back here, there's going to be new restaurants, new bars, new hotels. Everything's constantly changing and being renovated and being improved. And there's so many like wonderful independent businesses opening at the minute. And yeah, literally every day there's something new opening. Okay. 
uh, and it's a place that you can have an express holiday too. So if you come from Bangkok, it's less than an hour, I think, or it's about yeah, it's, an hour flight. Yeah. Super less than my, the, my taxi ride to the airport was way longer than the actual <laughs> flight. Yeah, and so, uh, yeah, it's a really close place to come and relax and I think you can fit because it's a little town you can fit a lot into just a couple of nights or three nights uh, so you can take advantage of those long weekends um, just be prepared to eat and drink a lot be prepared yeah. to eat and drink so so you heard it and spa oh, and, oh spa. Okay. I can't forget <laughs> you need the ultimate relax that's the ultimate relaxation package to eat to drink and get your muscles tenderized right <laughs> so so you heard it Ladies and gentlemen, come to Siem Reap because there is growth up the wazoo. There's always something new every time you come. This, this is actually what Bangkok used uh, not too long ago. Um, so Siem Reap is growing and it's a great place to eat, to relax, and to spend a, a nice weekend holiday. Um, Alright, so now let's switch a little bit. I want to ask you both, what is a current fascination you have something maybe that's new and novel that you just can't get enough of in your life it can be professional again it could be anything just uh, what are you obsessed with right now i feel like i get obsessed with something new almost every day <laughs> at the moment you need dog leonard oh yeah so you got a new dog his name's leonard is that the one you were holding just a while ago all right yeah. Pomeranian. Yeah. leonard <laughs> he just leonard. arrived on the scene at that about two days ago. That's what's up. Welcome to the family. <laughs> Actually, not even two days ago. Yesterday. Um, so he's a he's a rescue Pomeranian, um, which I didn't know existed before now, but he needed rehoming, and um, so I rescued a Pomeranian. <laughs> Do they have like some organization that does that here? Or no, no, not for Pomeranians. Not for Pomeranians. <laughs> street dogs. Yes. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> this is one of the bougie dogs, right? The bougie breeds of dogs. Yeah. It's, it's. I guess that's very. Uh, He's wearing atypical. a tuxedo right now. Oh yeah. That's funny. Yeah, the dog. I have a dog myself. Uh, his name's Marley. And uh, yeah, he's he's a little like that, but also very crazy and feisty and. Uh, Oh man, he's cute. <laughs> What's up, Leonard? Welcome to. So he was from. You caught him here. You didn't bring him from anywhere. Uh, yeah, he's from Phnom Penh actually. Oh. Um, so his previous owners just bought him in Phnom Penh, then moved to Siem Reap, and now they're moving to Mexico. Oh wow! All right. Mm -hmm. And they couldn't take him with so that, them. That's really lucky then. That uh, you were able to take. I mean, you, yeah. You're a lucky dude, Leonard. <laughs> wow. So, how about yourself, Timer? What do you have any current fascination or obsession that, like, you just this just always consumes you, just that you love, you don't care, you love it. Pinterest. Pinterest. That's really lame, isn't it? Okay. No. no this, well, tell us. What's up? Tell us about Pinterest. Um. I've just got a few projects at the minute, which are all at the beginning stage, interior projects. Uh huh. And I just, yeah, I just literally just go, my brain just runs wild with ideas, and I just was off just looking at Pinterest at the moment. So, so how, how does, how does, so you actually, so you're saying Pinterest as a tool to do your work? Yeah, yeah. All right, tell us about that, because uh, uh, that's something that probably might be useful to many people. Um, I think everyone knows about Pinterest. I don't know nothing about Pinterest. Oh, really? Yeah. 
Um, I just Google anything, like you can think of anything, like, so a place that I'm designing at the moment, um, they have like an anatomical theme, mm -hmm. it's like a cocktail bar, okay. it's anatomical kind of um, illustration feel, anyway, so I don't know, I've just gone online, I've gone to Pinterest, written anatomical design or something, interiors, and then you just get so many amazing images that come up that, like, literally daily, I'm just finding all my inspiration through that. Um, so, you, so you use Pinterest as kind of like a vision board thing, like, kind yeah, of like a digital, like, this is kind of the direction I'm trying to go with this yeah. project. Yeah. Right. I'd say one of the reasons Pinterest is so helpful in Sam Reap is that we're quite cut off from the rest of the creative world here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So whereas in a city like Bangkok or London, you can walk down the street and go, cool, that looks amazing, I love what they did there. And you can start to percolate these ideas and, and develop your own. Uh, here, you really need to be a lot more... We have to be super creative because you can't actually buy anything here. You have to have everything made. Ah, so There's you, a lot of challenges. Yeah, like design, you have to design your own furniture, really. Design your own hand-painted tiles, design your own lighting, design your own everything. So that that's so, so here uh, it's probably due because there's not a lot of suppliers just shipping a lot of stuff that yeah, is no, bought in mass, right? Pretty much, it, there's pretty much nothing really. So everything you do comes from scratch and that's that's some real artistry going on right there because again that's like superhuman right there. Mm -hmm. so yeah. <laughs> superhuman, hey we have these strings, let's make a basket. Or yeah. like, you know what I mean? <laughs> there's just so many amazing craftspeople here too, like people that wove, like weave the rattan bags and the furniture makers here, the metal workers here, the pottery, like here and stuff like yeah you can kind of just show someone a picture that you found something on Pinterest like hey can you make me this vase and they'll make it for you and you're like wow sweet that's what's up all right so Pinterest so because you here in Sam Reap you're kind of in a cultural vacuum where you're isolated right so you, so you use Pinterest to get inspiration from outside sources that you don't have direct contact with like you, you mentioned Bangkok or London where people are just rubbing shoulders um, and you can't escape the flood of inputs. Yeah. All right, that's interesting. That's interesting. All right, thank you for that. See, I don't know nothing about Pinterest, but I think uh, <laughs> I probably yeah. listeners might know, and uh, it just gave them another tool to to wield. Yeah, in their and it's an, like you said, the, the mood board thing. Uh, it's an excellent way to collaborate so that you can really visualize how somebody else is thinking mm. while you're working on a project, and it's a very fast way of doing it. It's probably the, um, yeah, the fastest way to collaborate on those initial stages of this is the type of thing we're thinking. Do you have any tapping into your marketing muscle, right? Um, this is a podcast primarily listened to by artists. So I want to see, I want to ask you if you have any tips or any wisdom you can pass along to our listeners as a marketing professional that they can incorporate to be more successful at being at their art. Basically, artists, usually we say, oh, this comes from my heart and I'm not going to sell my soul. But the fact is, if you're an artist and you want to survive, you have to learn how to uh, do business. So would you mind shedding some insight, especially from the side of you are a proprietor of a business who is likely to hire an artist 
in the future for whatever reason, how should an artist market themselves to get your attention or, or anyone's attention so that they can be paid for their work? I think just the first part is just to be constantly telling your story. Yeah, linking the imagery back, like some kind of storytelling. So this, is, this developed because of this. I am this person. I do this. Making sure that people can develop a personal co connection with you. A lot of people want to follow artists on, um, online and gain inspiration from their creativity and uh, just being able to uh, be a part of their journey is really interesting for people, I think. Uh, so starting with just the storytelling aspect, then just being confident in your work, making sure you're always letting people know that you're there and you're available because there are people who want to work with you. It's funny, Tamara's probably thinking I'm just talking directly to her, which I'm not, because <laughs> you're good at that. So I think that, yeah, just really spending a lot of time trying to overcome any insecurities you would have about your work and just be confident, ask for what you want, be clear about what you want to, yeah, seek out those collaborations. Tamara's really good at that, actually, so things like she had... Uh, you know, a vision to create a certain type of mural and will approach the person she thinks would like that right. um, or that work would fit into their brand. So that's like um, targeted selling right there. Yeah. That's like, uh, that's what's up. All right. And, and uh, Tamara, it, would you care to shed insight from the artist side, right? You're someone, uh, believe it or not, you're living a dream that people all over the world uh, seek to live, which is, I'm an artist, I want to move, from my home and be paid to do my art in a tropical paradise. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, that way. So, so here we have, listen up world, we have someone who won the artist lottery and who is living the artist's dream. Her name is Tamara Venn and she's about to tell you all how you can do that. Um, and so Tamara, please just sit inside. And, and this is just give advice to, to any artists who, they could be here, they could be, in Timbuktu, or they could be uh, in Bangkok or in London. Uh, what what do you suggest an artist needs to do to be able to make the types of moves you made to, to successfully move and to successfully uh, do their art while being able to make a living? That's so funny because I don't really think about it like that. I was just like, <laughs> I don't know. It is, it is pretty dreamy. I think if you've got connections anywhere in the world, make the most of them. So my brother was living here, so I thought, I came to CM Reap for like four years before I'd even considered like I would want to live here. I came here because I wanted to basically see my niece and my nephew grow up. And that was the main reason. If I didn't have my niece and nephew, I don't know if I would have come. All right. But I'm so glad that I did. And I did make that big move from London to here. So you had a lot of motivation, huh? So, yeah. and, and it's funny because this is an experience uh, that most people who make that jump, uh, that's it's one of the things that would be an obstacle is like, I have, uh, I, I swear, I, I read this on Facebook, I was going on Facebook and someone's like, man, I love, I love living in Bangkok, but I really miss my, my little nieces and nephews and, I, and I'm afraid and I'm, I'm sad that I'm, I'm not witnessing them grow yeah. up. Uh, which is, so like, it's funny, uh, this is the reverse side of that, it's like, I made the jump, I need to see my nieces and nephews, yeah, and, and I just changed my whole life. That's love right there, that's what's yeah, up. <laughs> yeah. 
I guess as well, like not like even if you haven't got family somewhere, but if you if you feel like you've got some kind of connection to a place, don't be scared. Scratch the itch. Just make the move, and if it doesn't work, it doesn't matter because you can just always get on a plane back home or back to where you just where you work. And that's what most people don't realize. It's like it's sure it's a big step, but like I mean, it's it's just uh, it's really easy once you sorted out your visa mm. and your plane ticket. And then you get here, or you get to where you want to go, and then you just, once you're on the ground, you just you're in like automatic like you have to find a place to live, you have to like like whatever your work is, you go and you look for that work, and then you make friends naturally, and it it's a lot easier I think than people maybe imagine it. You know, I do have to agree with that, and 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 I I would say my experience is a little similar to you because I moved to Bangkok with. Two of my siblings, three of my siblings already living there. You know what I mean? Oh, and wow. I live right now with three of my siblings. It's been great. Like, you know, there's no yeah, loneliness. Okay. You know, people move and it's like, oh, I'm lonely. I don't have friends. I'm like, no, I'm with my family. I'm yeah. straight. I'm good. I'm happy. So, uh, and, and it is a blessing and it's not a common experience that most people come alone and it could be intimidating. But uh, yeah, like you said, you make, make the most of all your connections, people. Um, and, and like Illy said, tell your story. Let people know who you are. Let people know what you're doing. Let people know what your challenges are. Uh, and you'll never know who might offer help. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's what's up. Well, I think uh, that's about it, really. Um, thank you so much, Illy and Tamara, for taking time. I, I literally just tweeted on, on Twitter and said, yo, who wants, to, who wants an interview? And I got a response, so thank you for the response. And yeah, you're welcome. And, uh, the weirdest thing actually was that, so I was in a tuk-tuk this morning and I was thinking, I just would really like to be featured on a podcast. Like, I feel like, I, that sounds really egotistical, <laughs> but I was like, I feel like I want to talk. Like, I just want to talk and, and like talk about my experiences in CM Reap. And um, yeah, about an hour later, I got tagged in your tweet. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> That's really wild. Very yes. serendipitous. Yes. <laughs> it really is. So, um, all right. So before we we sign off, I'd like you both to take a time to let everybody know where they can find you on the internet. Um, whether any, you can throw out any links, any handles, any whatevers. Let people know where they need to go to find you at this moment. Well, for Baby Elephant Boutique Hotel, uh, you can find us at babyelephant.asia. Uh, we're pretty easy to search out. Um, we've got a very active Instagram and Facebook account, so we'd love it if people followed along and joined the conversation. Uh, so babyelephant.asia, uh, that's probably the best place to start. And from there, really, it's quite easy to find me too because I'm constantly on Instagram. Yeah, so Instagram really. <laughs> All right, so get on IG, baby elephant, baby elephant Asia, and just baby elephant, right? Yeah. Google it, Google it, y'all. How about yourself, Tamara? Where do we find you? Um, uh, Instagram. I'm all over the Instagram. So Tamara underscore then underscore art. Okay. And then from there, I've got a link to my website. So it's Alright, so all you IG users, get it going, follow them ASAP and learn about CM Reap, learn about being an artist, learn about being a business owner in uh, 
foreign country just by following these two amazing humans and seeing what their lives are like from afar if you have to. And come to the Baby Elephant Boutique next time you come to see him reap. And that rhymes, but that's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. So yeah, thank you, yeah. really. Thank you, Tamara. Um, thank you, all you people listening. Um, and that's it. Stay tuned for the next one. And follow those Instagram accounts. We are out. My name is Leroy Jacones Third, aka Pablo, and we are live from CM Reap at the Baby Elephant.